Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Post Institute. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder, coming at you live with another episode of Post Daily Dose, the best little parenting show on the internet. I hope everybody's doing well. Like, I really hope you're doing well. My topic has to do with that. Adult health issues being a trigger for our kids. Oh boy, oh boy. So actually, that is a thing for all children. Um, when the person that you depend on, when you realize how dependent you are on your parents, and then one of your parents gets really, really sick, it's a big deal. And it doesn't have to be really, really sick like in the world of like chronic health issues. I mean, it could be, but for our for kids, it could even just be like you get the flu and you have to be in bed to get well. And um, that can be a real trigger for our children because they're so dependent on us. Um, we're their caregivers and we're their external regulators and they really depend on us. So one, taking care of our health is extremely important. We have lots of people counting on us, but then Life is life, and sometimes life brings us as states of unwellness. Um, and the thing is, that can be a trigger for any child. And then when we start talking about kids who come from tough places, there are added layers. Because once that, once that amygdala gets activated, then sometimes those emotional reactions are so, like, I use the term on steroids, so that's the same emotion that other children might experience, but for children who have um, disruptions in their history and for kids who have a malformed, that's the medical term, malformed emotional regulatory system because we know trauma changes the structures of the brain, it affects hormones, and it affects neurotransmitters, all of which have to do with the emotional regulatory system. So when those emotions get flowing and those desperate thoughts, desperate feelings, feelings of abandonment, when all of that gets activated because maybe somebody's sick, then it gets activated in a huge way. And then we can know when we stress, we regress. And so then it could lead us to a situation where we have a sick parent and a desperately needy child who is plummeting in their emotions, plummeting in their emotional state. Whew. And honey, honey, I know that can be so hard especially if we are not surrounded with supportive people. And so then the added layer of that is this information, this trauma-informed information, at least the basic understanding and being able to see our children through this lens, it's so important. It's so important that we have either extended family or friends someone besides just us who get it because we're just human and we might get sick we might have to go to the hospital we may really need extended care help and so we have got to get other people informed we have to get other people involved in the lives of our children we have to do it all before <laughs> we get sick and not to say that i want to plan for the worst but i do i want us to plan 
for these possibilities because when it happens, it's like we're already in it. Like, you know, when we're already sick as the primary caregiver, when we're already sick or we're already having to go to the hospital, it's too late at that point to really get effective care in place. I mean, effective care will come, so I don't want it to sound like that. But, man, if we can have some forethought about the fact that our children have unique needs and we are only human and the law of averages, the, the reality of life is likely to catch us. And we don't want our children to be lost in all of that. We don't want them to end up in the hands of somebody who doesn't understand what's going on because their disabilities are invisible. Um, God, so important. So, I know sometimes uh, our extended families, they don't always, um, they don't always have the same heart posture we do. They haven't had the same level of education with regards to being trauma-informed that many of you have. Maybe this will be a video we're sharing to them. Maybe you share it to them and say, look, I'm feeling fine right now, but I realize that if something happens to me or if I get sick, I'm going to need someone who really understands my child to be able to step in and help out because that's going to be needed. And I just want you guys to know that, I mean, this is a real thing. What I'm telling you is a real thing. I've seen it. I have a family right now who's walking through it and it's a little messy, but it's, it's getting better. Um, and I've, I've known several families in the past where some one or the other parent experienced some significant health issues and had to be in the hospital and it was really hard um, the children in that in that space their fears of abandonment maybe if they came from a history of abandonment if they came from the foster care system where they've been in multiple placements all of that history gets activated and they don't always have the conscious awareness of what's being activated especially because when those high high level emotions get going our rational thinking is completely offline and our brains are full on survival mode and so that's a really difficult place for our kids to be so the more we can have some forethought whenever possible go ahead and pre-plan that even, you know, maybe even go ahead and do some, you know, have Aunt Joan come over and spend a weekend with the family so that everybody is a little familiar and even talk about it. If something happens to me, Aunt Joan is the first person who we're going to call to come and help take care of you. You're going to be in good hands. You're loved by many people, even if we don't see them very often, or you might have to pull them up on FaceTime every now and then to keep these people familiar and engaged in your life on a regular basis. Because the reality is something could happen. Um, the same, I think the same piece is also true when we start thinking about aging as parents, that um, people die. And we have to have a plan for what's going to happen with our children, should that happen. And sometimes in the world of adoption, 
when I speak with adult adoptees and they tell me that now that they're old, now that they're older and they're not living at home, that they have this feeling of not really being connected to their adopted family. They don't feel connected to their siblings. They don't feel connected to their aunts and uncles. Um, and so that means that we have these people who feel like they're just out there. If they feel like that as young adults, then that feeling might have even been in effect while they were living at home with their parents. So these are not easy things really to talk about, but they're truths that we need to acknowledge, see the realness of, and let's just go ahead and create some plans about that. If you have a partner or a spouse, start having those conversations. If you've not already, start talking to your extended family. <coughs> identify who might be the best person you know I think about that because you guys know that I have a child who has some very complex health needs and those are not gonna go away just because she turns 18 and so I have to have a plan in place and we've talked about this since she was really young because at a very young age she started asking what happens if something happens to you mommy and so very early on, we started getting together a plan. We have a list of phone numbers. We have a, a choice A, B, C, and D because other people's lives change too, don't they? And so these are plans that we literally have to revisit on a regular basis because people change, lives change, people move, other people have health issues and life circumstances that they face. And so your your plan of care for what happens if you become sick or if you have if you die you know what's going to happen to our babies and helping the people in your world or at least a handful of people that you feel the compassion in their heart helping them get trauma informed helping them know what the resources are you know maybe it's something that you you know you make like a little notebook or a little journal or something that you have that you or a video you know something Something where people know what the needs your child has, who your team of support has been, phone numbers, addresses, websites, uh, email addresses. Put all of that together uh, in a way that can be accessed easily if something happens to you. And just know that even if it's, even if it's just, you know, I've, I've got a 24-hour flu, that 24-hour flu can create a tailspin for a child who's experienced abandonment and neglect. And uh, it can be a really, it can create like the fallout. Ooh, the fallout can be massive. It's understandable. We can understand it. And maybe, maybe this conversation will plant some seeds for us to have some forethought and some conversations even. You know, a lot of times, We'll want to talk about this really hard stuff, but I feel like a lot of times these are things that are already being think being thought about. A landslide, right, Joni? It can just create a landslide of complexities. So, yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel about it. You know, it gives me a great big, you know, it just gives me a great big feeling in my heart. Um, one of the things I feel grateful for is I've not had any massive complex health issues and now my daughter's old enough to be able to call who who's first on the list, you know, that she has some ability 
within herself. And so, um, I think about, like, I, I know stories of loss within families, and I know families who've, like, one spouse or the other has passed away, and watching the families, you know, it's, it's such a big task to move through the grief uh, as a family. Um, it's, when I think about, I think about other families where I know both parents passed away, and the adoptee was not plugged in they weren't plugged in in the community. There weren't other siblings. They were only children. They weren't plugged in with extended family. And the outcome literally proved to be devastating, not just for, for that child, but also for many other people because their behavior became so aggressive. And so, uh, yes, the word landslide, Joni, really grips my heart and it's very accurate. And so I want you guys to hear this message, know the seriousness of it, know that our children do better when they know that they're loved by many, that they're not, you're not just in this vacuum by yourself. And hopefully this message is something that you could use even as a tool to share with someone in your family and say, look, I want to talk with you. I want to talk with you really seriously about if something happens to me. Or if I get really sick, I'm going to need help. And this could be a tool to get that conversation started to really lay out a plan and even include your babies in that plan. So they know that you've thought about this and that you've thought about them. You've thought about their needs and that you love them so much that you want to do your best to make sure that there are people lined up, ready to step into place at any point that they're needed. So, if you've not already done so today, press pause on everything. Give yourself a few minutes, take some deep breaths. Remember what we came into this for. We came into this because we believed we had love to give and that there, were, there was a child out there who needed our love. So, Go spend some time with your babies. Let the love you have for them shine from your eyes. Let them feel it from your being. <sighs> Let them know how much you adore them, how precious they are, how much you love their quirky little personalities. The love that you have for them actually builds a part of their brain that maybe didn't get exercised very much in their formative years. And that love literally has the ability to create drastic, beautiful changes. And their favorite language is play. So, relax. Go play. Go enjoy them. Let life have moments of joy and fun and spontaneity. Go collect wildflowers. Go watch the leaves blow through the, the breezes and the sun filter through. Go play chase. Wrestle and play in the floor. Create something together. Create moments of joy. Remember, in any given moment, we can act out of those blueprints of stress and fear and overwhelm. We can take one to two to three deep breaths and we can choose love. Much love to you guys. Have a blessed evening. We'll see you all on Monday.